0: Reporting is Eligible is proudly supported by Appleton Coffee Company. They're a small local roaster in Appleton, Wisconsin, and I make a pot of their Packerland Breakfast Blend just about every morning. I also have a very large bag of the barrel-aged coffee that I enjoy on the weekends. If you go to appletoncoffee.com and use code RAE at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% and you will support the show. Once again, that's appletoncoffee.com, code RAE at checkout.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the, the post-draft episode of Reporting is Eligible. But really, the uh, complain and whine and bitch about Aaron Rodgers being a friggin' weirdo episode of Reporting is Eligible. Um, the, the, really, Just overshadowing the draft. Just totally t- stealing all of our fun and making it all about himself. Um, and we'll talk all about that and all the nonsense that goes with it and salary cap and garbage. But to, 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 to talk about salary cap and garbage and Aaron and draft with me... First, in urban Wauwatosa, getting mad and then unmad about basketball and baseball, we have.
2: Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It has been a roller coaster for all wisconsin sports in the past uh thursday aaron Rodgers thursday thing was accompanied by a couple crazy other stories in milwaukee sports and uh they've had some ups they've had some downs since then and i'm just i'm just riding the wave all the way through baby yeah.
1: christian Yelich comes off the il christian Jeez. Yelich goes back on the il
2: what was your favorite moment from the christian Yelich returns for a second you know moment in time crazy
1: uh, I, I don't know um I, I mostly just speculating on how a 29 year old has it back that bad um mm. and uh it's not a good sign it's it's really quite bad what is with like remember ryan braun's cryogenic thumb? yes like what what is with the like we have lots of weird injuries on the brewers we had matt wise salad tongs thing we got legendary luggage and whatever that's covering for so Uh, much so much his story there but let's not underrate the mvps of of uh, a thumb that needed to be frozen to death and um a 29 year old who doesn't understand his own back problems to the extent that he came off the IL just to give it a shot, but then couldn't make it happen. So uh, not. I
2: told the tailgate podcast that, I mean, I'm not 29, but I have back problems because I have children. Christian Yalish does not have that excuse, no. but like right now, if I were to get into a crouching position and stand up, first of all, it would be extremely painful. And also I might get lightheaded from the blood pressure issues I have. So all all the way around, I can't throw stones here. It's, you know, it's it's my life too, so I get it.
1: <laughs> it's now or never, um, and I'm Matt, but you can call me Matt. Yes! All right.
2: <laughs> yes. yes! <laughs> Perfect.
1: So for everybody who thought Matt wasn't on, we've we got gotcha. you.
0: <laughs> oh, oh man. So I, shout outs to the uh, Acme packing company slash reporting is eligible Discord. Um, multiple listeners legitimately thought that we were just doing that bit for like forty five minutes, <laughs> and then and someday we, we might
2: it would have been the greatest execution of a bit ever if matt just chimes in at the very end like hey i'm matt but you call me the top on like the last question that would have been good.
0: when paul asks for plugs i think <laughs> that would be <laughs> and matt what about you <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been the best i'm so mad we didn't think of that yeah we really should so,
0: to to bring up uh the old adage if you only have a hammer every problem is a nail I truly believe that the back problems can be fixed in an average person by strengthening the back. I thought you were
2: going to say with a hammer, which I was really curious about. (laughs) Um,
0: My, my experience in athletic training is specifically in the three major barbell lifts. I I don't think it's a cure all, but I do think that most people that have back problems would be uh, advantaged by training.
1: I do think this is one of the, the things that's worrying about Jelic, though, because it's not like the Brewers lack for athletic training. And it, Absolutely. Um, it, it's It seems like they don't actually understand the specific problem. It's a weird back problem. And it, it, they have projected him coming back numerous times now, and it just keeps getting pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. And he apparently aggravated it or just couldn't play through it when they activated him, which I've never seen before. <laughs> So, not not great. So, uh, I hope they find something. It's very annoying.
0: But at least the Brewers keep in the winning
1: words, mostly.
0: In the words of Dave Chappelle, he needs a me Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: he does. He does. Uh, all right. So,
2: the MVP in Green Bay has had some weird issues over the years, but most of those are very very explainable.
0: <laughs> David bakhtiari
2: <laughs> We've already moved on. We've already moved on. The new MVP is number 69.
0: Aaron's issues.
2: Oh my, my word.
0: Um, I mean, we... I mean, in a game without Bakhtiari, Rogers fell apart. So
1: that's that is true. He does if not so facto. He does not do well when he's getting hit. I mean, aside <laughs> from breaking random bones, he also does not play well under pressure. He's got a reputation for escapability, and that's true. But when he actually gets hit, it's not good. So also, he's a he also... jerk. Yeah, he's a
0: jerk. Oh, man. He's, the, the thing that bothers me most about the Aaron Rodgers situation is he has his friends speaking for him, such as AJ Hawk. And uh, AJ Hawk says one thing, and then the next day, Peter Schrager is that his name from yeah. Good Morning Football? Yeah, uh, goes on Pat McAfee show, completely negates everything that that Hawk said the day before, and Hawk's just nodding his head the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> like, Bro, you just spent the weekend with him. Like, don't, don't. Ugh, but Aaron went on Pat McAfee's show a, less than a year ago, complaining that he hated when people spoke for him and when the media spun up things without his knowledge or consent. Or Aaron, whatever. Aaron says a lot of things, and he could end this entire situation with a tweet. Like that's all it takes.
1: Well, he just, did. He has a he has spoken now, right? To didn't he say that he's just sad that this has gotten public, not that there's anything untrue. Yeah, about Yeah.
0: They talked about that on Pat's show today where, where he he did not deny anything. He just said he was sad. It's public. Right. So that's essentially confirming it. But uh, literally all he would have to do is like, just tweet like, hey, I'm working with the team right now. We're at an impasse. Things are going to move forward soon. Love you. Hashtag Packer for Life. Hashtag part owner of the books. Uh, Whatever. Hashtag could, midrange.
1: I just <laughs> want to start with, A, how strategic this was by him, and B, how incompetent this is by him.
0: So, and that's one of the things that Peter Schrager brought up. He said that that Aaron is smarter than this, and he thinks that Aaron had nothing to do with this leak.
1: Uh, I I, I find that hard to believe because it happened with the draft, and if you are asking for a trade, that is pressure to make it happen when, like, the only time it can happen is right before the draft when people are They were saying
0: it would be more advantageous for Rodgers to have leaked this in February.
1: Or like Like, many years ago. That's all true. (laughs) Uh, That's the stupid part. So maybe he didn't because this is very stupid. But um, it's this is right now the hardest time to trade Aaron Rodgers. It it, it has always been easier, and it will always be easier in the future. But right now, it's essentially impossible. The the cap cost to trade him this year is thirty nine million dollars. Thirty eight point three five. I thought
0: it was like fifty something. Where where is the thirty eight coming from?
1: Just shy of forty. Yeah. I, I I I'm, Georgia Brown. I am pulling that from Ken Engels who does Packer um uh cap stuff. The
0: the cap master the cap shout master. out to Ken Engels. Yeah. No, I
2: don't think it's impossible after June first. You it's know, if not, they do it today, they actually it actually costs them more to trade him than to keep him. They're obviously not gonna do that. But June first, it gets a little bit more, I would say, tenable. That's true. If
1: they June first him uh trade, it's twenty one point one five two million dollars against the cap. Um, with the balance deferred until the following season, uh, which Mm -hmm. is you know the June first season. That's how that works. So it's cheaper. It's possible. Um, but uh, the problem with that is that everybody's drafted already, so you can't get any current value for him by doing that.
0: Well, with what what the Bulaga sphere and actually more of the national guys.
2: Did you just are, say the Bulagosphere, by the way?
0: I, <laughs> no, I did not. I, I, just, I,
2: like I really kind of want a Bulaga sphere. If yeah, you, if you, let's start a sub
1: stack just on Brian Bulaga. and That's what,
2: <laughs> that's the Bulaga, that's sphere. The Bulaga sphere.
0: <laughs> Well, that's why, that's why we should have drafted Tevin. What's his face? Te-
2: Tevin, From Oklahoma State. Tevin Bear. That wasn't
0: Te- it. Tevin Jenkins, oh, no, got, isn't it? Tevin Jenkins. Um uh, Brett Coleman film grinder extraordinaire referred to as Tevin Jenkins is Brian Balago with rabies. I like it. it seems bad. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just said he was like a violent version of of Brian Balago. Yeah,
1: and he's a bear. That's why. Yeah. Uh,
0: um but uh yeah, so the what the the national guys are saying right now is um everyone who drafted a quarterback has unofficially bowed out of the Aaron Rodgers race. And because the Broncos and the Raiders did not draft quarterbacks. They seem to be the only two left in contention. Yep. Which, do you guys want to talk about what it would take to get Rodgers to either of those teams?
2: Uh, We we can, but... Or we could save it for later. I'm not willing to discuss anything that doesn't involve Jerry Judy.
0: (laughs) So that would be the... the, My favorite scenario is the Broncos, so I'm going to skip that for now. The scenario for the Raiders would be three firsts, a second, and Derek Carr... Or maybe three firsts, Derek Carr and Darren Waller.
1: Okay, those are all um, fine. Um, in that
0: in that scenario, Rodgers goes to a bad team with a with a bad coach, with a bad offensive line, a bad general manager, and no one to throw to. Yeah. Literally no
1: one. It's a fun it's a fun scenario. I like it. It's fun to think about.
0: Um, in the Broncos scenario, it would be um, three firsts, Drew Locke, Jerry Judy.
1: That's the scariest one, though, for sure, because, well, we all want why? Jerry Judy.
0: Well, we all want Jerry Judy, but... I don't want Drew Locke. What if, you know I what don't want Drew so Locke if, to
1: get Jerry Judy
0: um, because Drew Locke but, uh, is a problem. That's why. Drew Locke is bad. Um, goodkins likes Drew Locke.
1: That's right. That's the problem. Well,
0: he he liked him pre-draft. He might not like him anymore. Um, Maybe not, but I'm guessing so he it, still does. That that trade, the the total value of the trade would hinge on what Gutekunst considers Drew Locke worthy of. If he considers him worthy of like the equivalent of a second round pick, it would be in trouble. But let's say in a perfect world, uh Gutekind sees Drew Locke for what he is, and that he's like swap sixths kind of kind of quarterback. What if, what if I'm just gonna put this out there, what if the trade was three firsts, Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant?
2: Yeah, I mean, Broncos not going to do that.
0: It's the they said that what everyone is saying is that it would take two valuable players on rookie contracts.
1: It's an I, you come out and you say that the Broncos won't do that, but Rodgers is just so much more valuable than all that. That's the thing. Like they can turn they can say they'll turn that down, but the quarterback's just so much more valuable, and they they have a decent defense. Actually, I should go look at Denver's. I'm not sure that's true, <laughs> but if you get Rodgers, you're instantly like a playoff contender. And if if you don't, and you have Drew Lock, you're instantly not a playoff contender. Um, just one of those things where he it's it trumps everything else that you do. And Drew Lock sucking even with good receivers and good tight end and everything else, just not gonna not gonna work. Um, so,
2: I, but you also figure into the calculus. Yes. You're, you're sacrificing 2021, but maybe not. I mean this, you know, without Rogers, it's all wild, the wild, wild West. Anyway, if Jordan Love uh, develops into something, maybe 2022 or 2023, you're suddenly back to being a very good team again. Like yeah. that's a tough thing to figure out. I think so the, the hard thing D- about
0: this Denver is- was no. Denver was the fourth, fourth worst team by overall DVOA. All right. Um, I can't, I don't, I can't look by, by uh, defense, but Obviously, their defense wasn't good enough to make up for Drew Locke.
1: <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be. I don't know what their defense was. So I'll, I'll see if I can check real quick. The, the problem, the other problem here, too, is um, th- that salary makes trading harder, too, because somebody else has to fit the rest of his salary that's coming up underneath their cap. And they're going to be taking a cap hit on anybody they trade back. So getting an expensive guy plus accelerating salaries on players leaving would make things difficult. I presume rookie contract makes that a little easier because they're not being paid as much. But it's, it's a tough logistical thing to do. Um, it, it, it's, it's stupid. Like he, What he should have done is just play out this one more year. Like He can be freely cut or traded much more easily next year. Quarterback market will probably be much more open. Um, and they could get value for him, he would have a much better chance of landing somewhere halfway decent. But he just has no leverage here. All he's done is make his life miserable for a year. It's
2: really ridiculous. So here's Here's why I don't think it's stupid, because I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is stupid. And that's concerning to me, because <laughs> it makes me think that his motive, which is the thing we don't truly understand here. You know, if he wants more money, the Packers offered him more money. If he wants more playmakers, I mean... I don't think that's, this is quite how you handle, make this team better by saying I'm, I'm sitting out. You know, if you, I think his motive is to, is to watch the Packers burn because it really doesn't benefit him. He is not put positioning himself best. You know, like you, like we just said, there isn't a real spot for him right now. That's going to be better than what he's got in green Bay. He's never going to be closer to a super bowl. So that's not driving him. He's I, never going to get did. more money. That's not what's driving him.
0: I did come up with, with one way that he is closer to a super bowl than being in green Bay. If he backs up Tom Brady.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, that's fresh. yeah. Nice. That's harsh. Yes. That's, that's harsh,
1: but true. Denver 13th in defense by DVOA last year. Not bad.
0: Um, I forgot. One of the players that people talked about being the ascending player on a rookie contract was Chubb. Um, but he's still like eight mil against the cap. Yeah
1: it's just hard to do that it's hard to do any deal you can't the other thing is you can't get fair value for him it's impossible the quarterbacks are like especially him it's like eight times more valuable than anybody else you'd possibly get back and probably more than that so um any trade will be a ripoff from the Packers perspective
2: but do you think if they if they come to the realization Aaron Rodgers simply is not going to play for the Packers in 2021 do they sit at least a year
1: I think they do because just of the cap <clears throat> ramifications of it. He, he, the June first thing, maybe not. Maybe they trade him after that. But th- I think the market's going to be tough, and he he basically costs as much to keep as he does to trade. Uh, if They trade him, they actually take a bigger hit. So um, I I think he's I think they'll play hardball with him, and I don't think they would necessarily want to trade him. Um, you know, he it's not if he's not on the team, they're probably bad. But there's a puncher's chance that love is actually good, and if that's the case, you don't want to be sending Rodgers out into the wild to play for somebody else either. When you still maybe have Super Bowl aspirations, now I don't really think that's true, but you know you don't want to just give a guy away who can undo your own team, to, especially somebody in conference, which cuts off half the teams right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, it's. I think the market will be better next year too. I think Packer leverage-wise, like he's cheaper next year to trade. I think they'll get better stuff back for him next year. Uh, I think he'll if they'll they'll play chicken here and make him sit out if he's going to sit out. Um, that's how I, I kind of see this playing out. It, it's it's dumb timing by him. It, he doesn't have a ton of leverage here.
0: I'm, not- I'm going to I'm going to break the explicit uh, seal here. <clears throat> that's okay. Um, Brian Gudikins just needs to look at Aaron Rodgers and say fuck around and find out. <laughs> like you want you want to sit, fuck around and find out. You want to retire, fuck around and find out. You owe me twenty nine million dollars.
1: And that he does literally have to write a check back, including signing yes, he bonus does. and players who hold out are fined $50,000 a day when they don't show up under contract. So this is a big chunk of change that Rogers is looking at here. This is not chump. Also
0: word on the street is this is hurting Rogers chance at being the host of jeopardy.
1: No, no it's not
0: there. <laughs> there, there is, there is rumblings that his negative headlines and poor, uh, uh, view in the eyes of the fans is hurting his chance. It's making him a quote controversial figure in the eyes of the Jeopardy producers.
2: Do we really think, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. There's no way he's the front runner to be the next host of Jeopardy. I liked (laughs) watching him. I thought he was really good for a a professional athlete, but honestly, that's as far as I'm willing to go with it. He wasn't personable. He was smooth, very smooth, absolutely crushed the assignment. But like, he's not the guy that you want to replace Alex unless
0: (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is a sociopath who learned how to pretend to be a person by reading
2: books. (laughs) Look, I I think he's brilliant. I'm not going to say anything less than that. I think Aaron Rodgers is brilliant and I'm sure he loved the Jeopardy gig and I'm I'm sure they like to have him and and he's great. And if if Jeopardy cares about ratings, which I don't imagine a syndicated game show is really all that caught up in doing Jeopardy's got its fan base, whether or not, you know, no matter who the host is i mean i can see the ratings being pretty good for a guy like rogers yeah. although what you're talking about here yeah maybe that hurts it a little bit in any event it's not gonna last beyond like that three week four week halo where rogers is the new host you know after that people are gonna move on yep i, I gotta think there there are more polished conversationalists who are going to be really you know the, gonna be able to take that seat i don't know it's man. gonna
1: be joe buck i hope not that's much <laughs> it's not worse gonna be it's joe so buck. boring <laughs>
2: Although, if you want somebody full of themselves, like Alex Trebek was, I mean, that was one of his, like, kind of most endearing traits. Joe Buck and Aaron Rodgers, like, they work. They work that way. Yeah, Trebek was a savage.
1: Trebek was savage, absolutely. He's got some something in common there, for sure. I'm team I, LeVar I mean, Burton at this point. So. Of course. <laughs> when,
0: when it was announced that uh, Joe Buck was going to be hosting for a while, I did a top of the forty seven. Oh, it was
1: so good. It was a great great top like, of the 47th tweet it,
0: right and like only like two people saw it i was it's <laughs> kind of bummed thank you for for the recognition there
1: <laughs> no problem so if if you guys were in charge would you would you fire Gudikins to keep him or is he too psycho um
0: what what is it that uh batch batch law said it was uh okay. there's one one thing i learned in in uh my everyday job is that when you give in to the demands of an irrational person, they will totally stop, stop asking making... for more. And...
1: That's right. <laughs> yes. Jonathan Judge, a uh, fr- friend of the podcast and of the other podcast, would definitely not give in to Aaron because uh, once you do that, you open yourself up to more demands. And um, the other thing we've learned is that Aaron's not really good at this. He Apparently, the straw that broke the camel's back is getting rid of Jay Kumaro and that's not a good hill to die on. And, um, his so,
0: but sorry, I, I need to interrupt before I forget to, to go back to AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk said on May 3rd that Jake Kummer was a big deal. He said, and I quote, we're not talking about wide receiver five. Aaron was going to throw this guy, the ball. Those are Aaron was going to throw this guy, the ball, his exact words. One day later, everyone's like, it's not actually about Jake Kumaro," And it's like the only source who actually has inside information says that Rogers was legit pissed about this. Yeah.
1: And that's not good. And it's good that they got rid of him because throwing to Jake Kumaro is a bad plan because he's not good.
2: But we all know, though, it's not about actually releasing Kumaro. It's that Aaron Rodgers, this would at least line up with other things. It seems upset that he wasn't consulted, that he wasn't given a heads up, that he wasn't you, and and I still, I don't know how much I buy into the Kumuro thing, by the way, but, but just the, <laughs> it's great. It's it, to me, it reads more like, you know, I, I praised him openly, made it sound like he was going to be a Packer for a long time. And then you went ahead and cut him And like, could you, could you give me some heads up? Like I'm, I'm the face of the franchise. I'm speaking to people about teammates and stuff. You know, I want my message to be in line with what the organization is thinking. I, I think, I think that's a little unrealistic to expect that. I also can understand why someone like Aaron Rodgers wants that. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's how I read the Kumaro thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, on, on the other hand, you know, it, don't go giving extensive praise to your fifth wide receiver when you have four <laughs> receivers that are ahead of him and contributing more. And you have this thing where you, you praise guys like that more than maybe you should and have done so in the past and gotten burned by it.
0: Yeah, like, well, that's what's really funny was I totally called it that Kumaro was not going to be a Packer specifically because of Jared Aberderis. Yeah. Like, like Rogers was like, I love Aberderis. He needs to be on the field more. And they cut his ass like a week later. (laughs) Um, something that I'm vastly interested in, in this whole situation is finding out how much control other, uh, elite quarterbacks have over their team.
1: Well, like Tom Um, Brady just runs the show apparently. So,
0: so, uh, Bruce Arians specifically told Tom, he said, I get to choose one, two, and three, and you can pick everyone behind that.
1: Yep. That's um, how Antonio ended up there, and Gronk <laughs> ended up there, and it um, look, it worked.
0: <laughs> Peyton Manning, uh, he made a lot of personnel decisions on the Colts. Um I don't know how it went in Denver when he was under the horse face fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is God, not
2: I, a John Elway podcast. God, I fucking no, hate, not, John, Elway. I, hate like, John Elway. I, oh, did, did
0: you guys see my conspiracy theory about how this is all John Elway's fault?
2: Isn't it all John
1: Lynch's fault?
0: No, this is John Elway's Well,
1: fault. I know that, but okay. What's the John Elway? I did not see that.
0: If John Elway would have just fucking played for the Colts, a series of events, <laughs> the Packers would have another Super Bowl, That's possibly true. two, yeah. possibly two Super Bowls, because the Super Bowl hangover would not have happened,
1: <laughs> okay. which is a
0: real thing, by the way. Super Bowl hangers are a real thing. <laughs> the team who loses the Super Bowl always sucks. Um, Let's see what else. Philip Rivers would be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Eli would not. Okay. He he would have had to go to that tire fire of a franchise in in San Francisco or Sa- San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> a, um, and Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have his head up his own ass, thinking he has the ability to run this fucking team, all because John Owie didn't fucking play for the Colts at horse faced. Big tooth, stupid asshole.
1: I think that last one's a little bit of a stretch. All the other quarterbacks making demand doesn't necessarily lead to. I mean, this but is But
0: he just, was the first to hold a team by the cojones and and really state his case. Yeah.
1: All right. This is this is all caused by not getting Brandon Ayuk. That's the. Cause. Oh man, it's all about Ayuk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so just 2020 to draft.
0: I'm trying to invent my own conspiracy theories here while you guys are doing the logical ones.
1: Yeah. anyway it's the 49ers fault it's uh (laughs) keeping the packers down it's seeing lafleur as a threat and and tanking the team by by forcing love on them accidentally that's what did it
2: 49ers don't trade with the vikings Ayuk is a packer and the jordan love thing never happens yep i'm sure aaron will be just thrilled as you know happy as a clam in that scenario (laughs) he he won't have the least bit of just disgruntledness (laughs) over something else you know so anyway back to your question about good good um i i I've been trying to see Aaron Rodgers' point of view. Like if there's any scenario where a team could possibly fire their GM because the, the quarterback wants that to happen. And, you know, with the caveat that we, we still don't know hundred percent for sure. That's what he wants. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but, I don't like the the guy is still thirty-eight years old, right? I mean, we're talking about a year that we're talking about twenty twenty-one for sure, maybe twenty twenty-two, of you know, being able to compete at a really high level for a Super Bowl, you know you're looking at a guy in Gutekunst who a bucked the trend that Ted Thompson set in terms of free agency, brought in four dudes, three of whom were huge for a team that went to uh, the NFC championship game in year two, all four of whom were good in the previous year when they went to the NFC championship game, he's drafted guys like Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, you know, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins. He has not failed in his, the few drafts that he's had so far. Um, like you're never going to find somebody at that level who's done what Brian has done in a very short period of time. You're not going to find a good replacement for him. Like, I I just can't, I I can't wrap my mind around Aaron Rodgers thinking that would work. That just isn't even, it's just not even on the, it's not even possible. So
0: the thought process of the pro fire goot crowd thinks that it's easier to find an okay GM than it is to find a replacement for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, but I, my my point
2: being, maybe if Aaron Rodgers were like thirty, but, but there, there are also true there are
0: a dozen teams who are currently dealing with decade long horribleness because of bad GMs.
1: That's yeah. true. Although a lot of that is because of them screwing up quarterbacks searches, yeah, so there is that too. But but you're right. Um Good's been okay at a bunch of stuff. The last two drafts have been a little weird, but. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, But, but, you know, generally speaking, his free agents have paid off. He's gotten plenty of good draft picks. The other thing that just kind of ticks me off about this is I I know Rodgers would like another receiver, and I would like him to have another receiver, but the offense was literally the best offense in the league last year. So it's hard to complain that you don't have enough weapons when that's the case. It it just is. If they were, like, failing, if they were, like, 15th in the league and he was playing out of his mind, all right, fine, but it's not like this. This is full of losers. Like you have a great offensive line. Um, it, it, Bob Tanyan might not be the greatest guy ever, but he was like the best tight end in the last twenty five years of Packer Packer people playing tight end. You have the best receiver. Like you do have the best receiver. You know, <laughs> it's it's not like you have like a, a top ten guy playing receiver for you. You have the best receiver playing football for you. So his complaints just sound kind of asinine when.
0: You know, like I know that we have our blood feud with Cheesehead TV, but something that I've I've really come to to enjoy from Nagler is he kept saying over and over again, he goes, Yeah, if they would have drafted wide receiver, they'd have gone from first to the league to oh wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's it's true. I I mean the problem with the offense was pretty clearly McCarthy, because they got rid of McCarthy and they brought in Matt and they went from being like twelfth to being first. And so
0: clearly, clearly McCarthy sounds like a nineties pop band. <laughs> like it they does, opened for it? Better Than Ezra. <laughs>
1: Better than Ezra and Clearly McCarthy.
2: Their their lead single right now is Hate to Say I Told You So, a cover of the uh <laughs> <laughs> The Vines? <laughs> Who's saying that? Who that the Vines, yeah? Did, no, was it the Vines? It it's had one of be, the right? does. It's one of yeah, the, yeah. the now. It's not the Strokes.
1: No, it's not the Strokes. Uh, the Hives. Is that one of them too?
2: Uh I no, I've got to look it up. It. It's, it it's is the hives, the hives. All right. We got it. <laughs> One of the thuds. Yeah. That's, that's the current, uh that pop band. That's what they're doing right now. <laughs>
1: All right. So uh, what do you guys think will happen? Do you think he'll actually sit out or come back or they'll actually trade him?
0: Here's the problem. He's burning bridges on both ends. Like, like he's, he's going to be pissing off his teammates because he's, like not openly but like part of this is saying hey my team sucks and like you did nothing about it and so the guy the guys he's gonna be throwing the ball to are sitting there going what the fuck man (laughs) yeah if you're alan
1: lazard sitting out there like uh come on fuck off (laughs) what the hell like hey i
0: led the i led the league in dvoa you prick yeah exactly (laughs) what did you do
2: (laughs) i i don't think he plays because i like i said earlier i don't i don't see a motive that can have that has a resolution here like if he if he wants more money, they've offered him that if he wants more security, I don't know how much more they are capable of offering or that they've offered. But like, uh, I don't, I don't envision he gets what he wants because it's so unclear what he wants. I think he probably sits out. And uh, if anybody, I think the best thing I've read about this was that my colleague, Tom Silverstein Packers news.com writing about why he thinks the Packers should in fact trade him after the June 1st deadline. And I kind of tend to tend to see that, you know, I, I don't, a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers can't really necessarily be good for the product. Even although you look back at 2020 and think maybe he was just disgruntled the whole time and he put up an MVP season, but (laughs) it's just hard to envision this. Like it's hard to envision what the tenuous sort of alliance looks like based on how, how weird this has been so far.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's possible he sits out, but I think when push comes to shove that money will actually talk a little bit there that they will have a money driven come to Jesus meeting and have him do a farewell tour this year. That's what I think'll happen. That he'll end I up mean, in camp to get paid. Like just just to get paid. That if is-
2: he and if he is as as enamored with the with the attention his fans give him as I think he is, that could be an incredible run. Like, imagine the 2021 farewell tour for Aaron Rodgers, and you'd have it, he would just be showered with love, especially fans who didn't get a chance to go to Packers games in 2020. Like, he would be it would be the greatest, I think. And I, I think ultimately, uh, I mean, I think ultimately he would appreciate that, but uh, I don't know, man.
0: And then Greg Jennings could carry him off the field. <laughs> oh, God,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Greg Jennings.
0: Wait, was it Jennings who carried Farm off the field?
2: Oh, I don't was, know. I've no because there was
0: because there was. I think it was it was like 2007 mm-hmm. or 2006 when when Favre had his first damn like, quote unquote in Green Bay. Yeah, he had his quote unquote farewell tour and like he threw his last pass and the Packers were either way up or way down and they were taking him off and I think.
2: Oh dear! It's unbelievable that we're reliving 2008 right now. Yeah,
0: the, my my thoughts on this was uh like suddenly it's 2007 again and. Twitter is just a transcript of the barroom arguments from 2007 <laughs> but instead of my boomer uncles arguing it's a bunch of 25 year olds
1: it is because
0: wild. everyone who is who is our age and older is like Aaron shut the fuck up like <laughs> and everyone who's younger is like he's the face of the team and you're a Packer fan
2: because of Aaron Rodgers and he'll take you to the Super Bowl Jordan Love will take you to the toilet Bowl uh,
1: first time uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think, though, at this point's been made a lot, but it's not as if, in, at least in my mind, it's all entirely on Rodgers. I do think that even if you have a complicated ego and he is your franchise player, it is incumbent upon the organization to figure out a way to to keep him happy. Now, obviously, there's lines you have to draw. You're not going to fire people because he wants to, you know, front office people. You're not going to make all the roster decisions because that's what he wants. But you do need to involve him in things. You do need to keep him you know, I think involved on some level more than the average person because he's your star player. Yes. But, you, you know, at, at the same time, them not doing that, they're not calling him about Jordan Love. It seems like such a gross overreaction to say, that's the reason I don't want to come back and play for you again. Like, because your feelings are hurt. Like, that's kind of what it boils <laughs> down to. And, and that's just, that's the thing. Like, that's the, the overreach of this. You know, it's one thing to say, look, I'm pissed. Give me more money. And then I'll play again because you guys pissed me off. Fine but I'm not going to come back to you because you didn't like consult me on stuff. Seems just like such an overreach. It does. It's Paul,
0: editors note. I believe the intro song should be in my feelings by Drake.
1: Well, <laughs> duly noted. It has perhaps <laughs> been chosen already. The intro oh, song. No. So we'll see. Um, um, I'm not sure. So
0: I don't, I don't want to sound that I'm like completely anti Rogers here. Like I know it, I'm coming off that way and, and to even the scales a bit, it is super messed up to completely leave him out of all these things like the fact that that I think they said even LaFleur didn't know that they were drafting Jordan Love like yeah. maybe maybe a text to LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers would have would have sufficed
2: yeah and it's not so much to me about the before it's more like the immediate after too it's like hey we did this I, I know you know about it but here's here's what happened here's the process by all accounts that didn't happen you could so also like,
1: like before you even go into the draft Like have your board. I know it's a big secret, but get your coach and your star player, and they'll be like, "Hey, here's the board. Here's some quarterbacks who are on it. If they fall to this spot, we're taking them because they're on the
0: board." And now go away. Did you watch the draft? Like there were teams that had their board like up in their draft room. Yep. And they were like just blurring it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have been that hard to just be, "Hey, Aaron, come here for a sec."
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that's an easy thing to do, but um, uh, I think. Uh, this is mean, all speculation we don't know what the hell's inside Aaron Rodgers crazy head but um i think he doesn't actually like being in green bay i, I think he is a a hollywood person that he and he likes warm weather and celebrities and um being a a bigwig in a big town and doesn't really play well with you know the country of wisconsin in cold weather it's not it's not really his thing it's it's much more Farvey. um so, and i i think he he may just want out for that reason And any little thing that gets on his nerves gets on his nerves extra much just for that
0: you know there is an aaron Rodgers quote that comes to mind here oh is there he was talking about clay matthews he said clay is from southern california and he, he acts like it and i am from northern california and i act like it mm-hmm. and it's true yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's it. Aaron Rodgers said that I'm not putting yeah. words in his mouth. That was literally something that dude said.
2: Well, and if you believe the teams that he wants to trade to San Francisco, Oakland, uh, <laughs> that's funny. San, San, Francisco, San Francisco, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas. And Denver. Bleh. Okay. He he wants to go out West. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure it's because their situations are, are, are good fits with him right now, but you know, you could also say the geography is part of it.
1: I think almost certainly yeah. that makes tons of sense.
0: I mean. Um, Denver is Denver's kind of a crappy big yeah. city, though, like as 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 a basically a Denver resident, it's eh. <laughs>
2: yeah. not it's very relaxed, though, if yeah. you know what I'm saying,
0: it's, it's like the, the problem with Denver is it's geographically huge. Um, it's it's big. It's it's big enough for its metro population. And so it doesn't have as much of the big city feel as some of the other places that that he could go.
1: That's fair. I like vacationing in Denver, so but I don't. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great place to
0: vacation, it. but it's not like it's not like Chicago, it's not New York, it's not yeah, it's not L.A. Like it's it's Denver, like <laughs> like it's it's the Delaware of big cities. That seems harsh.
2: <laughs> it's
0: just kind. It's just kind of there.
2: I feel like if it were all geography, he wouldn't have signed in twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. if if he's been this disgruntled for this long, why did he sign his That's extension?
1: the weirdest thing. Like don't like I said, this is the the dumbest time to be doing this. It was a good t- good time 2 years ago and a good time anytime after this. This is this is stupid.
0: <laughs> so, what if that you in your quote unquote come to Jesus meeting? Yep. Which tell me you've managed people without telling me you've managed people. <laughs> <laughs> you t- <laughs> I've I've never known someone below middle management to use the phrase come to Jesus. Um, so, so they have their, their meeting Aaron Rodgers is offered a contract two years, fully guaranteed with multiple void years afterwards to mitigate cap hit. Do you think that that gets it done? Uh, I don't know uh, because I, if the Packers are literally handcuffed to him until 2024.
1: Yeah. Then, I, I don't think you, Rogers will sign anything. That keeps him around longer.
0: See, and I, I was wondering if if he had something that made him the guaranteed starter until after Jordan Love's fourth year. Like if, if that, like, and then Jordan Love has to sit on the bench the whole time and just watch him because yeah. Rodgers is vindictive like that.
1: He is. So maybe, but I, I don't know. I, I think, I think at this point the ships have sailed, and it's all about. um <laughs> it's all it's all about um giving him an easy out at this point i don't think a deal that keeps him around longer and gets rid of the love ambiguity helps
0: are you guys both watching the baseball yes game? it's very exciting <laughs> <laughs> what what? <laughs> what are you talking so, about <laughs> so once again because there's no video version of this podcast <laughs> both of my co-hosts are looking off in the same direction which is funny because your tvs are both in the same
2: direction yeah
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> the it's the top of the ninth and the Brewers have runners at the corners with two outs and it's six to five Phillies. Just like last night. Yeah. They've
2: got the tying run at third base with two outs now an O and two on Jackie Bradley Jr. He's probably gonna strike out. He, he, but he, he did Homer earlier in yeah. the game. It's possible. Also anyway. JR's he, ahead of me, so oh, he go yard. All right. It's all right. He did go yard. He did go That's yard. That's true. All and right. the Bucks won. So it's been an okay night so okay. far. All right.
1: Turn it around a bit. Um all right. Should should we should we move on to the draft? The, sure. The
2: very it's, weird draft.
0: My closing statements on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh-huh. We could choose to ignore it. We could choose to go la la la. But as I said earlier, I'm going to remain eternally online, engaged and upset. <laughs> it's a good way to be.
2: I feel like that's your mission statement all the time. Yeah. But uh, but yes, the Aaron Rodgers thing certainly certainly serves as a reason to do so. All right. To the, to the draft. Eric Stokes. Eric I'll Stokes. Talk about it.
1: Well, so first of all, the, this is a weird draft for a lot of reasons. Well, Last year's draft was weird because they drafted a bunch of useless players and Jordan Love. and uh, <laughs> they, they drafted a running back high. They drafted Josiah deguera And then they, they got decent value out of Kamal Martin and John Runyon. Um, and that was it. Um, this is weird because the Packers have actually been very progressive in using uh, athletic testing uh, th- met- metrics thresholds in the past. And this year, they seem to go almost, not entirely, but completely away from it. Um, And there may be a lot of reasons for that, but it was a weird draft for the number of sort of unathletic people they drafted. (laughs) Um, And they also drafted really for need. I mean... They needed a cornerback. They took two. uh, Really, they they needed two cornerbacks. They took two cornerbacks. They needed a center because Corey Lindsley's gone. They took a center. Um, They needed line depth because Bakhtiari's going to miss a bunch of time, and they lost a couple guys in free agency, and they took a bunch of (laughs) linemen. It it seems very out of character for them. So um, I guess before we dive into Eric Stokes, uh, number one, what do you guys think of of the draft, generally speaking? It kind of pissed me off, but I'm okay with it, I think, is mine.
0: Um, I understand their positional choices but some of the like like i didn't think stokes would be the cornerback that they went for there. yeah he's a he's a corner who only runs in a straight line
1: that's my big problem with him his agility scores are bad and um i don't like that that it's very king like to me <laughs> uh sorry it's all right. right you're, you're ahead of me so i'll be doing that in about 14 seconds i think yeah
2: yeah. Not great. Um, Yeah. And, and this is where the mock drafts come in and it gets, you know, obviously that's not something that, that front offices care about or that, you know, people who are know what they're talking about care about, but it is disheartening when you see guys who are taken and then there's like two or three dudes ranked ahead of them at each position. And it happened with Josh Myers. It happened with Dude. Eric Stokes. Um, Obviously Greg Newsome was high on everybody's list and he goes just a couple picks beforehand. Man, did I want, I want, I, I want, Greg Newsom in Green when, Bay. When he
1: was falling, I thought for sure they were going to get him. And if he got close, they'd trade up and go get him. And I don't even like trading up, but I was like, oh, this makes logical sense. And then they didn't do it. Right. Well, and the, they trade based up to on,
0: get a- I'm sorry. I was going to say, based on the basically every trade chart, it would have just taken a Packers fourth to get Cleveland's pick fine to go to go from 29 to 25 yeah. And yeah. taking a fourth
2: great do that and then they trade up to get amari rogers who's who's good but not again there's there were two oh, first that. of all there were tons of receivers ranked ahead of him that Am- amari, like Ro- could rogers,
0: amari rogers is the future of the green bay packers offense amari rogers is going to save us bring us to the promised land he will be jordan love's number one target for the next decade based on everyone on twitter
1: i can't even <laughs> express how much i hate that pick it, it that pick ticked me off so much. So, for, for one thing, my metrics don't work on those guys. On Amari Rogers types, for the most part, um, it, slot guys just aren't efficient by their nature, for the most part. Uh, they catch the high per- Here's the thing, though: like he doesn't catch a high percentage of his passes for a slot guy, and he's only okay production-wise for a slot guy, and he's also not a good athlete. And there have we got a good question on this, but w- th- 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 so that works sometimes with slot guys but doesn't always. And what? so what made me maddest is like, I, I wrote a piece for Acme Packing Company before the draft saying that here's a couple guys they should target based on my metrics, based on the kind of guys they usually take. One was Diami Brown. He went at 82. Um, Amari went 85. And then the other one I wrote on was Nico Collins. And he went at 89. So like the, the two receivers I wrote that they should take went sandwiched around Amari Rogers, who they did take, who I, I don't care for at all. Um, how hard is it to catch passes from Trevor Lawrence anyway? When he's throwing five yards to you, it's stupid. I'm so, pissed um, off something I,
0: ju- I just looked up. Do you know Wes Welker's
2: raz off the top of your head?
1: Uh, uh so in, I think the question that we got mentioned that it was a four, wasn't it?
0: It's under four. It's three nine four. Okay. Hold up, um,
2: hold up. If he knows a raz off the top of his head,
0: he's the kind of person to know a raz off the top of his head. Have you met Paul?
2: Bonkers, if bonkers. He, <laughs> well, maybe if the guy were like an extremely high or low athlete, but just a random like, here's I a mean, dude. What's his raz?
0: We're we're talking about a a. Hall of very good wide receiver. <laughs>
1: um. So just, just to, we can integrate a question here. So from, from my good friend, Scott, who uh, lives in Austria. Um, so, uh, yep. Uh, so Amari Rogers has a bad Raz, but how much of slot receiver success is just being smart and finding holes in the zone? Um, and, and such and getting open against defenders with bad raz at least, oh, uh, anyway wes welker he's, he mentions had a four and randall cobb i believe also had a very bad raz and was a very productive slot receiver um, i thought
0: Cobb's was actually pretty decent
1: was it i'll check it out real quick i thought it was i thought it was also in the fourish range um but I, this i think this is common with slot receivers that they do have slightly lower athletic testing and still are fine um so well, Cobbs was bad, too. Shit. I thought so. I, yeah. He was not a special athlete. He I remember a lot of think pieces on Randall Cobb when he was drafted being like, um, you know, is, is he actually good? Is it just Rogers being super accurate with him all the time?
0: I mean, he had he had 16 reps on the bench, which is pretty good for doing yeah, his bench score is really good. It's it's a weird one. Well, so the, and the thing about Wes Welker the, that I wanted to bring up specifically is his short shuttle is amazing. He had a 401 short shuttle, which is like a nine something. Yeah, at. That's
1: good. That is really good. So it's a type. Um, and Raz maybe doesn't work as well for it as it does for other positions because it's it's a weird, you know, small area quickness kind of position.
0: Could this be the introduction of like in, in the way that you changed your mind about middle linebackers? Could this be like like Paul believes in in uh, outside of athletic testing on slot?
1: <laughs> or slot receivers well c- kind of I I have kind of given up on on at least some of my metrics on these guys I started making a new bucket for them but my new bucket doesn't work right either like I think Debo is kind of like the the best you know squat fast doesn't run outside routes kind of guy um and we maybe need a new position name for that because he's not really a slot guy either he's just a sort of a, a weird gadget jet sweep guy <laughs> um but uh uh, they're not productive in the traditional way where they're catching balls down the field and, uh, you know, getting their yards on air yards. They're non-air yards receivers. They're, uh, the, the Sports Info Solutions, Amari Rogers' um, scouting report is that he excels with the ball in his hands, but he sucks at running the routery, <laughs> um, which, all right, I guess that can be useful if that's what you do, but uh, it's just i don't like a non-athletic non-productive receiver pick around a bunch of super athletic super productive receivers that were out there for them that's uh, so annoying i hate that pick so much <laughs>
0: <laughs> well what everyone is saying on the Twitterverse is that he's the best pick ever and this is the one that's going to make aaron rogers happy and blah 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 blah
1: oh yeah i'm sure he's tickled picking about amari rogers being on the team now it's just great um <laughs> Uh, by the way, on, on the other side of that, um, Shamar John Charles, their fifth-round slot cornerback, is sort of the mirror image of Amari Rogers. He also is a bad Raz guy. Um, however, his uh, scouting grades are pretty darn good, and he has some uh, amazing pass-defended stats. He had, I think, 27 passes defended over the last two years and um, is apparently an amazing stick-to-you cover corner. So, Well,
0: what, what amazes me about him is... Also being the antithesis of Stokes, and that Stokes was never thrown at. They just didn't throw. They like, I think he was targeted like ninety times in his career.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um,
0: and so, like, yay, good for him. Uh, Shamar, I, I asked a buddy of mine who who is a uh, App State student. I'm like, tell me about tell me about him. He's like, well, he's he's all American. He goes, I know ACC like um, level competition. Blah blah blah. He's like, but this dude is nails. He's he will shut down a zone like he's not the greatest athlete, but he plays on instinct, reads eyes, you know, d- does everything you want the zone corner to do um, and is also a good tackler. He said it slightly above average tackler, I believe is what he said. Okay. So I went, oh, so he'll automatically be the best. DP of the
1: that is one of the knocks on Eric Stokes is not a good tackler. So, yes, Ooh. that is very but- possible.
0: So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. But then again, I guess if, if we're breaking down fifth-round picks, like, who cares? Well, I kind of like Cause the Because dra- the draft is four rounds.
1: I like the back end of their, their draft way better than the top half of their draft. So. I like TJ
0: Slayton. I like him a lot.
2: Remember when Jacob Harris went one pick before the Packers in the fourth round? So
1: infuriating. Uh, that's <laughs> the other th- this. When I sat back and looked at their picks, I wasn't quite as mad as I was when they were actually going on. But I feel like that happened repeatedly to me, where the guy I wanted went one pick ahead of where they that not getting Jacob Harris sucked. That I'm still mad about that.
2: But you know now that they wouldn't have drafted him. They, That's they true. weren't necessarily looking for those elite level athletes yeah, this year.
1: Good point. Uh, it's
2: like when the Brewers didn't get Trout and he went one pick before the Brewers pick and the Brewers took Eric Arnett. You know, I'm fairly convinced the Brewers wouldn't have just wouldn't have drafted Trout. They would have passed on him. So it's sort of like it's a what if kind of. <laughs> I'm not comparing Mike Trout to Jacob Harris, but I kind of am. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
1: It, it, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll be playing that clip back in a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But, uh, but yeah, not. that was, that was tough. And for a, uh, for a guard who a lot of seems like the consensus is he'd has that he's not going to be necessarily NFL ready right away, but he has great flow. So I am i I'm a big Royce Newman fan out of the gate because of that. But, uh, but yeah, there's just, it, it's hard to get excited about it because when your first round pick is a reach by, you know, what the national consensus, whatever that means, you know, he could be a star who knows, but yeah. when that's a reach, you really, you just don't have that eye popping guy. I think that's why so much of, of Twitter matub has rallied around Amari Rogers. Cause he is a, you know, it's hard to get excited about a center and it's hard to get excited <laughs> about a position you've drafted several times over in the first round of the NFL draft with very mixed results. Uh, and, and a guy that was ranked. 50th on some board by a lot of boards in the uh, mock draft universe you know who's the guy that you hit your wagon to in this class who's the guy you say that guy's gonna make a, a difference right away year oh one?
0: It's, it's um oh what the hell is his name uh Royce Royce <laughs> Royce, Royce Newman. Newman every everyone's loving Royce Newman and his mullet
2: yes I, that's what I was saying his, his mullet but like the dude the dude may not be a starter right away you know it's hard it's just hard. you just don't have a guy that you really get rallied yeah. around Except Amari Rogers, he's the closest thing.
1: He is. It, it's it's just, hard to get excited about linemen. It just is like they're 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 always pretty. Like usually, don't go wrong taking a lineman. You need linemen. You need kind of infinity linemen. It's fine, but it's not exciting. Like um, we like David Bakhtiari because he looks like a wild man. and He wears number sixty nine, but you know only one guy can wear that number. So that's that's kind of where that ends to some so extent.
0: I just I love that Josh Myers to me is the uh, we have that at home meme. <laughs> It's because they drafted a center from Ohio State. It's like, hey, man, can I have Corey Lindsley? We have Corey Lindsley at home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, one of our our few no-raz guys, too, which is also interesting. Um, Why? Was he hurt? I I, I don't actually know. Um, I tried to Google and I couldn't find it. Um, hey, we'll maybe look.
2: maybe the Packers were saying, we don't trust any of the athletic scores anyway because there's no combine, so that's we're just going to go too. rogue on that. Yeah. yeah, Josh
0: Myers had surgery in the offseason and was still recovering at the time of the pro day. Oh, there you go.
1: Um, and that's a good point. Like I've been assuming that they have been ignoring athletic testing this time, but it's possible that they don't trust it and have better internals on all these guys. And what you we know, see is kind of a lie. Also, something it's totally I've, possible.
0: Something I've heard is people are now taking stopwatches to game film.
1: Yeah, that that is definitely happening, and um, people are getting more accurate reads and building tables of actual football speed and football agility based on doing that. Um, the, the Big Data Bowl this year was basically doing that for cornerbacks, and um, that is happening in scouting departments for sure. So uh, it's entirely possible that the Packers and all the teams just have better metrics than what we can put together publicly, and that these guys actually are better athletes than we think. Hopefully, that'd be nice. They're not dumb. They've been smart in the past. They know about metrics. It's not <laughs> If they're deciding they're, to ignore them, they have a good reason for doing
0: well, so. We, we have established many times on the show that they are, in they fact, are dumb, dumb. Because, yes. okay. because their, their director of football analytics follows my ass on Twitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hopefully listens to you. Hey, how's it going? What, what up? I am happy they took Cole, even though um, Archon doesn't like him and Andy kind of doesn't like him. I think he actually has potential, just needed to get... In a better situation,
0: I think I think Cole's a good project. Um, yeah, I don't want him starting first day for sure.
1: <laughs> I'm with you on that, but uh, he's got potential.
0: I, I think, I think if he's going to be the um, the swing tackle, Donald Wayne Barclay, the third kind of role, I think he'll be good at that. Um, but yeah, I don't want him starting out of the gate. God help us all.
1: Yep. I actually do like the Kylan Hill. I don't know if that's how you say that, but I like that pick too, because that's where running backs should be taken. Um, (laughs) Seventh round, 256 pick overall. And um, by Sports Info Solutions, he was actually their fourth highest graded running back. So I I do like that too. Um, They're universally praiseworthy of him and just said he needs to work on his pass pro. Um, And so I I always like getting potential value running backs late. They they make my job easier and more fun, because then I can point to those guys later on when we draft high running backs and uh, they're not as good as the late-round guys. So I'm rooting for him.
0: I mean, yeah. Also, like, I, I understand taking a late-round flyer on an okay athlete in the SEC, sure, Great. do it. Perfect. Because I always preach level of competition, and I think if you do well in the SEC, you have a chance of doing okay in the NFL.
1: Yep. All right. Before we move on to questions, do you, do you guys have any favorites that we haven't discussed? Who, who are your Who's your favorite draftee? that the Packers did
0: well uh, in order to facilitate my 2021 tax write-off I have to talk about Madden for a second oh goodness
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, no it's just as Eric Stokes has a rookie card Madden ultimate team who's a monster shutdown corner and so it makes me hopeful <laughs> I know it's a pipe dream but
2: it's, it's...
1: so you like Eric Stokes because video games all right
0: yep Eric Stokes because video
1: games all right JR got any favorites
2: I mean, I already mentioned the flow from our buddy Royce yep. Newman. I am also enamored with uh, not my favorite pick, but my favorite few seconds of video is an old uh, a clip of TJ Slayton from Florida just destroying the soul of, a, of an offensive lineman. Uh, I love that. That is what I love. Okay. I don't know if it's real, but I love it. That is great. I
0: mean, it, it happened. That actually, that happened.
2: It was not Photoshopped. It looked it was, Photoshopped. It looked fake. It was, it was
0: not a deep fake. <laughs> it was not a
2: deep fake. I mean, that guy flew in a very unnatural way <laughs> as TJ Slayton paraded over him. So but if that ends up being remotely real, I will be happy.
0: There's, there's a highlight of uh, Kylan Hill uh, hurtling a defender and just Leaving his soul. <laughs> um, I'm enjo- I'm enjoying that. But remember, kids, in the NFL, don't leave your goddamn feet.
1: Yeah, it's a recipe <laughs> to get killed. Don't do that. I'll go with Shamar. I, even though his Raz is bad, um I, I like those shutdown corner numbers that he put up and I'm not sure it does matter in the slot quite as much. Um so mm. I, 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 it seems like a good value in the fifth, so we'll see well, since, how that works out.
0: Well, I, how does Vic Fangio's defense do with with zone? Because that's because cause we hired fake Vic Fangio,
1: right? That's I uh, keep forgetting about Joe Barry. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> I think he'll be all right there. I think that that'll that'll work okay. It's a big class, nine dudes. Yeah, it is. They they used a lot of draft picks. Not much, not much trading up this time
0: uh when i saw that the packers had uh, picked 256 i got really excited and then i forgot that there's 259 picks this year <laughs> yeah i thought the same thing
2: i was hoping we had a an irrelevant but no yep. and also
1: for those who follow along with the podcast felipe franks did not get drafted he was signed as a udfa by the falcons afterwards and will be better than most of the other quarterbacks in this draft eventually so.
0: hey, where did the um alliterative h-back go Uh ah, trimble Tom, oh, Tommy, Tommy Tremble, um, third to the Panthers, pick eighty-three. Okay, so that means that someone else has spent a top one hundred pick on an H back
1: <laughs> in a pick they got from Chicago.
0: <laughs>
1: Good times.
2: Let's do questions. And, do and questions. it
0: was immediately after Amari Rogers. It so was. We're gonna have to look back when when Tommy Tremble scoring seven touchdowns <laughs> a year and pancaking dudes.
2: All right. All right, we did sort of address Scott Hartle's question yep. on Amari Rogers. so let's go to the Patreon questions. Jay Google, Aaron and Goody clearly don't see eye to eye, but since Goody has taken over as GM, hasn't he put Rodgers and the Packers in a better spot to compete compared to the last few years of Thompson's <laughs> tenure? We did we did discuss this, but I mean, yeah, like I certainly think so. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. It's hard to argue anything else. Uh, uh, we, uh, we're we not fans of every single decision he's made. I never liked having Mike Patton around, but... They have gotten better pretty much every year of his tenure. Their offense, especially, has gotten better, drastically better. The Lafleur hire was huge. I mean, it's hard to argue anything else. So yeah, Goody's got a good case here, and uh, Aaron may have personal problems or whatever, but he's
2: got plenty of weapons. Their offense
1: is good. This is stupid.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess like you you brought up is is maybe keeping Petten the one thing that you could say Goody did. Or, or, or I don't even know, maybe that's a oh, Matt yeah. LaFleur call in yeah. year two. That's the thing that holds them back potentially from getting to the Super Bowl this I year. I
1: think so. Like, if there was a rumor out there that Rodgers was pissed off that they hired the wrong defensive coordinator, I'm
0: on board with that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a, suddenly we very much see Aaron Rodgers' yes. point of view like
0: um, if 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 aaron Rodgers came out and said i'm leaving because they didn't take mike pettin out back and shoot him in 2019 like i would be like yeah you know what right, go off king let's do this if,
1: if you, especially if you had that opinion at the time and you told them and now you're saying i told you so so much the better but if it's that they if it's that they didn't draft some random receiver well you did fine <laughs> <laughs> so shut up all right um. Uh, <laughs>
2: All right, Asilatam asks, Tom Brady is used as the example of a quarterback having input on personnel, but he also took pay cuts or less money to allow his teams to stay competitive, so that trade-off makes sense. Is Rodgers justified in thinking he should have the same level of input as Tom Brady, thinking that we should have kept Kumaro tells me no. <laughs> that
0: is a, that's a good question.
1: Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, you can say what you want about Tom Brady, but he really does kind of do what it takes to win, which may involve getting paid on the side illegally from... <laughs> from what the rumors have always been about him they didn't pay
0: him they paid his life coach coach.
1: but (laughs) Tom Brady has taken less money than a lot of other quarterbacks despite being one of if not the best ever to play and that helps his team get better players so I don't know if it justifies like morally him having a a say in the front office but everybody has handled Tom Brady making demands better the Arians and Belichick and Brady's demands seem to work out okay. So, uh, you know, demanding Jay Cumaro back, not not great. Doesn't speak well to your acumen as a GM. Um, Antonio Brown saying maybe you can deal with his personality, um, maybe a little better. I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, it, it's it's similar. They're similar cachet. They're both super all time greats, and um, I, I think this is just one of those things where Tom Brady's kind of good at it, and Aaron maybe isn't quite as good at it.
2: Um, I do think though, I I think the, the implication is, is Tom Brady. Did he, did he did, buy did he to some, Yeah. Yeah. Did he in some ways buy that, that cachet? And I, I, I wouldn't quite look at it that way. I mean, I, I do think, I mean, Rogers is a stakeholder, a major, major stakeholder in the success of the green Bay Packers. And I still think you do bring him in. I don't even know if you say you get to make the call here or you get to actually have input, but you know, at least keep him abreast, especially somebody who clearly desires to be communicated with through and through on every level of the organization. I don't think it hurts to have him involved you know, in the room when things are explained. The problem I would have is if, you know, you, you let him have rain and let him make the those calls, but I don't think anybody was ever going to do that.
1: No agreed. And uh, I, the other thing I'll just add to that is, um, he seems like kind of a crazy person Tom Brady uh, for all of his weird like workout regimens and crap like that seems pretty savvy at this and Rogers just seems to get randomly ticked off at things like uh, I, I don't I want his input but I also want to be able to ignore it um, a mm-hmm. lot that's true yeah. yeah
0: you guys ever see the interview where some guy randomly met Rogers and was like I thought you'd be taller and Aaron went berserk no yeah, there was I think it was like 2011. Like like some guy met Rodgers and was like was like, "Wow, I thought you'd be taller." And Aaron's like, "Why did you say that?" Like, this is <laughs> bullshit. <And> like, <laughs>
2: yeah, I remember that. He didn't he didn't lose his mind, but he was clearly annoyed. It clearly bothered him. Oh no, him. there was murder in his eyes. Go I watched the video.
1: <laughs> I remember during the 2005 draft. He was I was in Chicago and I was listening to Mike and Mike because at the time that's what that's what was on the radio. And they had him on and they mentioned a bunch of Alex Smith scouting reports to him, and how Alex Smith was like uh, supposed to be more athletic than him, and he was he got pissed off at that, and he went off on them, and was like, I, "I think I'm more athletic than any other quarterback in this class, including Alex, and I can throw the ball harder and faster." And there's just that's just nothing to that at all. <laughs> um, Aaron Aaron's got an edge. He uh, that personality is something else.
0: <sighs> he uses everything as a chip on his shoulder. Maybe that's what makes him great, but Maybe. he's also a psychopath.
1: Uh, All right. PJ has got a good question that I should have done more research on. Um, Oh, sorry. Yes. PJ
2: Wessels. Which of the draft picks have the biggest shoes to fill based on the number they are wearing? Stokes and 21 seems pretty obvious. So maybe second biggest. Uh, (laughs) I I can run through these real quick. Stokes is wearing number 21. Josh Meyer is 71. Amari Rogers, 8. Royce Newman, 70. TJ Slayton, 93. Shamar, Gene Charles, 22. Cole Van Landen, 78. Isaiah McDuffie, 58. Kylan Hill, 32. So I, I told this to Paul last time. I was really, one of the reasons I wanted Greg Newsom not, not just because I thought he was the right player, is because I wanted to have a story written, written, which I did have written, and ready to go at jsonline.com saying sp- specifically, no, he's not the son of Craig Newsom, former Packers uh, defensive back on the Super Bowl team. He was a, a second-year player on the Super Bowl team back in 1996. Craig Newsom does have a son named Craig Newsom Jr., but it's not Greg Newsom Jr. <laughs> Greg Newsom II. Uh, Greg Newsom grew up in Chicago. Craig Newsom lives in Holman, Wisconsin, in the on uh, the western part of the state, very much the western edge of the state, in fact. Uh, and then he go. Then Eric Stokes goes against number 21. You know that Greg Newsome second would have worn number 21 as well. That is the same number as Craig Newsome. It would have been a glorious bit of serendipity. Unfortunately, it does not come to pass. I'll also, ask. Charles Woodson.
1: Also, Charles Woodson.
0: So, no no so big both, deal. Both uh, Lang and I think, was it Sitton's number was given out too? Uh, yeah.
2: Yes, Josh Sitton did in fact wear number 71, yep. correct.
0: Yeah, so Lang and Sitton's numbers are both given out. Um, I think the important one is Kylan Hill. Oh, really, he has to live up to greats such as uh Travis Jervy and <laughs> Brandon Jackson. <laughs> so, um, and and the other Cobb. Do you guys remember the other Cobb? Did, did we have Reggie Cobb for a while? We Reggie Cobb for one year, okay. 1994, where he earned eight AV, according right. to pro, pro football so, reference. I'm gonna
1: go with TJ Slayton here, who
0: yeah, I, I, I Slayton's my answer too. Yeah,
1: who has Gilbert Brown's number and plays the Gilbert Brown position. Um, although I will also shout out Amari Rogers have to, having to live up to Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wants the ball and he's going to score. That's right. For Amari Rogers. It. That should Amari.
1: be, in, uh, that's gotta be something. Got
2: to make to make number eight does not have a good history in, in Packers history. That, that's Tim Boyle. It's Justin Vogel, Tim Maste, Ryan Longwell, <laughs> Mark Brunel, Anthony Dillwig. And Vogel
0: and, was and, my dude, man.
2: Mark Brunel or eight too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew Vogel was your guy. That's why I brought him it up. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's an interesting collection of people. But uh, I still think when you're wearing Charles Woodson's number and the year he goes into the Hall of Fame, uh, that's uh that's that's something. That's something.
1: I mm-hmm. oh, wore... wore eleven for the Packers, but eight for everybody else. My bad. Misremembered. <laughs> <laughs> Brunell stole his number. Good for him.
2: Was Brunell? Brunell was a senior, so maybe well, he that... had a senior. To I do
0: I just searched the number 11 in the Packers database and there are two people with negative one AV. (laughs) Nice.
1: I didn't know you could have negative
2: AV. It doesn't really make sense if you think Uh, about it.
0: Eddie Garcia and Steve Broussard both have negative one AV.
2: Those are names you made up.
0: All right. Uh, let's okay, let's names.
2: uh let's let's move quickly because we still have a couple more questions to get to. Asilatam said Aaron isn't happy. Aaron Nagler joked, question mark, about calling Seattle and trading for Russell Wilson straight up. Good morning football suggested Russell Wilson plus Jamal Adams for Rodgers and Savage. <laughs> Either works in my opinion. And post June first, I think I think they should do one. What say you?
1: Uh it's very hard to do salary cap-wise. And also, um, both of those Packers, uh, Rogers and Savage, are better than both of those mm-hmm. Seahawks, Wilson and Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams isn't actually very good, so I don't don't do that. But. I actually suggested this, too, before Aaron did sort of ingest because Russell Wilson wants out, too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, bring him home. He's he's a adopted Wisconsin guy and I think would be fine. So, I mean, it won't happen because of the salary cap and lots of other reasons. But I'm on board with this, and I think it would drive Aaron nuts. So I'm even more on board with it.
0: So you, make oh, wow. it happen. Do you think do you think Russell Wilson behind the Packers line would be better? Or do you think it would be a Barry Sanders situation where he like tries to make no, too many things? Happen?
1: He'd be fine. He's, he's a smart, calm player. He, he played behind a great Wisconsin offensive line. He's good when he's not running for his life. He, he really is. It uh it would suit him well.
2: All right. Moving to Twitter questions. David asks something after he's a, he's a guy. After uh, yes. Paul's here. For this one, how will the bears blow it with Justin Fields?
1: Um, by developing him poorly. I, I, so the, the Bears did a good thing here, which is unfortunate. I think Justin Fields is, like, the best quarterback they've taken uh, since, like, ever. <laughs> Sid, Sid Luckman, since I Sid believe. Sid Luckman, is probably. The... He's really good. He put up really great efficiency numbers. He's, he's the most athletic quarterback in this class by a country mile. He's super fast. He throws a very nice deep ball. Um, the one problem with Justin Fields is... That uh, compared to the rest of his classmates, he was not a very precise passer. He was very good at getting the ball in the general area of his receivers. He was not as good at at hitting them on target. He he was bailed out by uh, catches of off-target footballs more than all the other quarterbacks in the draft class. So um, it's not like he is a perfect prospect, and uh, that is a lack of accuracy, even if it's not a complete lack of accuracy. So, um, the bears are bad at developing quarterbacks. That's a problem where I think you, you want some development to happen, uh, some added precision to those passes. And, uh, I, I also, I'm not convinced they necessarily know how to use a mobile quarterback, which sounds stupid because Trubisky, um, was super mobile his first year and they got a lot of value out of that and they stopped using it. Um, but uh, they stopped using it, which is, has always been strange to me. Um, Nagy shouldn't know how to do that. And I don't think he does. So, um, they're the Bears, and there's a good chance they'll screw it up. But there's actually a halfway decent chance they'll have something here. Um, trading up to get him was a smart move. He's a good prospect, and I like their I like their chances to have a good quarterback more than I kind of ever have before. Better than the Vikings, who drafted Kellen Mond, who sucks. So <laughs> got that going for us.
2: Uh, Quentin Wetzel asks, I think a pretty good question. Suppose Rogers leaves. Jordan Love is roughly as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. How good are the Packers in 2021? Also, how good are the Packers in 2023 three when Rogers contract is essentially gone and they can use the extra cap on other positions with love on his rookie contract?
0: Well, it, the 2023 Packers are going to be awesome because of the hall of picks that they got trading Rogers.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also a good
1: point. Um, this It really comes down. If he's as good as Jimmy G, it really comes down to how good the defensive picks are this year and how good Joe Barry is because That's what's going to be carrying you to a good season with a Jimmy G-level performance. Um, And I I don't know. I kind of like... I I hate drafting for need. I really do. But I do kind of like how the defense looks with Stokes in for King and and just plugging up other holes. Um, uh, I like Slayton stopping the run. Shamar, I like uh, replacing Chandon eventually. So they might be okay. Like if this is, ends up being a top ten defense, it's possible. I, I a lot has to go right. Joe Barry, I still think is a dumbass who sucks. But um, <laughs> it, it, that's what you're predicting here. So Jimmy tell me G, how you really yeah, feel. <laughs> uh, behind a good offensive line with Devontae Adams, I think a Jordan Love, level, Jimmy G level performance it probably gets you to eight and eight. And then if that defense can improve just a tad, get you into the top ten. In a division that's still probably kind of bad, I think you you get 9-7, and 10-6, and, and maybe even squeak out a division win. Um, Jimmy's not terrible. He's okay. An okay quarterback play with a good defense will get you pretty far against the Lions, who are actively still tanking, apparently, uh, who did not take a quarterback because they're idiots. And uh, a Vikings team that's still, uh, that I think, had a pretty good draft except for a quarterback, where uh, Cousins is fine, but not going to be around that much longer, and he's just fine. So,
2: yeah. David column asks, seems like the team lacks tackle depth and most of the picks project as interior options with bacteria out to start the year. What's the tackle outlook?
0: I think they're going to start the center. They're going to move Jenkins out to tackle yep. and then yeah. probably run you in at Right. Tackle.
1: That's what I would think. Uh, that, I think that's where they'll get started.
2: And um, Wait, so Billy Turner is a guard. Yeah. I got
0: Billy Turner as guard.
1: Yeah. Wow. They might th- and you know what? T- Turner is versatile enough that they can also flip that and keep Jenkins inside and play him outside. It's fine. It's not ideal. But, yeah, um, but they have a lot of guys who can play across the whole line. So they have so many options here. That's that's the main thing that the Packers do is they go get that. And um, if that's how they start the season, like Royce Newman may end up being a starter at some point during the season. And he can purportedly play kind of everywhere on the line too. So um, there's a lot of options that they have here. They'll, the, I think they'll be fine there, it, it, even until Bach gets back.
2: Why? So if Elton Jenkins could play anywhere, why isn't he playing tackle? Like no matter what,
1: Uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I've got a burgeoning theory that they actually like to keep Rogers grill cleaner than they like to keep his sides. Um, And (laughs) they actually do value getting good power press up front. Uh, And also the way they do power run. I do think they get a little bit of bang for their buck, having Jenkins there to maul um, up front when they do go to the run game. But I, I'm I'm not sure. Um it's a it's a good question because you'd think there's, he would knock him out to tackle if he could play tackle. Th-
0: there's a theory that the the Broncos with the corpse of Peyton Manning, um, <laughs> their defensive success was actually more to do with Derek Wolf than it was to do with Von Miller because no quarterbacks had a clean pocket to step into. Mm. Right. And which allowed yeah. which allowed Vaughn to come around the edge much wider than he traditionally would be normally be able to.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a thing. I'm not sure it's true, but it's a thing.
0: But th- there is there is some film study behind yep. keep keeping the front of the pocket clean and allowing tackles to get themselves too deep or uh, outside linebackers.
2: Real Timpsy asks if you have a bad show. Do you ever worry that people will start calling it ass eligible? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs> <laughs> I made the joke that that's how my wife refers to this show. Anyway, I do now. Ass eligible yep. it's a funny name uh Turt ferguson it's a funny name uh jerry <laughs> <laughs> pen asked what defcon level are we at as fans i, I mean
0: I-, I forgot does it work it works backwards right like like 1 is the worst and 5 is
2: i think defcon 5 is the worst. the worst i think 5 is the worst
0: okay
1: i only know this yeah. from war games which is probably not canonical so <laughs>
2: <laughs> i guess the, i guess here's a, here's an actual question what defcon level should fans be at because i still Yes. No, Aaron Rodgers means 2021 is shot. Yeah, And I think the bigger question then on top of that is, will does this impact re-signing Devontae Adams? I mean, do they do it if Aaron Rodgers is not coming back? So then it becomes, well, how, like 2022, you could conceivably see this team compete, but if you don't hit that sweet spot where Jordan Love is able to do it in 2022, 2023, you start to lose some of the talent you have now, and then you get into a, a stretch a Danger stretch, right? Like where you're the Bears for 10 years. Yeah. So,
0: so you're, anytime, you're the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, anytime you are maybe going to lose a generational talented quarterback, your DEFCON should be five. Um, I, I don't. That's it's the worst it can be other than uh, you're not on alert when you do suck because, you know, you, you know your situation. This is very bad. They're in a, a really tough situation now. They could go a lot of different ways and i think this is what defcon 5 is for like your, your franchise might suck for a decade because of this
2: That's- but but you can't say that because you had to figure aaron Rodgers is only going to be three years right three years in any scenario the best case three more years so, and, and I, yes, maybe, oh, man, maybe, they, maybe no, it they, is even longer than that.
0: National media is talking six to eight. They think this dude's going to play until he is 47. By the way,
1: I ran the numbers. There are only 24 quarterback seasons of quarterbacks, 39 and older with over 200 pass attempts in NFL history. And most of those 24 seasons are Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Brett Favre. So um, it does not actually happen
0: very often. Hey, uh, pro tip. Anytime there's a piece of NFL trivia that you don't know the answer to, there's a good chance it's Brett Favre.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that skews perception, you know, the the fact that that he has played as a peer with Tom Brady and Tom Brady's won all these rings has Packers fans thinking like, why isn't that us? Why isn't that Aaron Rodgers? And they, they had Brett Favre. So they have this skewed perception that this is something that could happen. Certainly Rodgers profiles like a guy who could he could play at 43 or 44. But, like, Rodgers has had injuries Tom Brady hasn't had. That's the thing.
1: Uh, Rodgers' career sack percentage is 6.6, and Tom Brady's is 4.7, and that's a lot of extra hits over the course of a career. And he runs a lot more. He takes hits on his scrambles more than Tom Brady does. And
0: Tom Brady is also a much larger man than Aaron Rodgers. Yep,
1: he is. Yeah, you hear
0: that, Aaron Rodgers? I called
2: you short. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: It's, it's, and Rodgers is
2: much thing. more exciting than Tom Brady. I would much rather watch Aaron Rodgers than Tom Brady. Rodgers is awesome, 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 awesome to watch. But it also, like you're talking about, there's a price to pay over time, you know, when you get into the 40s. Yep.
1: Philip Rivers just retired and his arm was shot. He just finished his age 39 season. That is and how they celebrate went. by having
0: another kid. That's right.
1: <laughs> Drew Brees wasn't wasn't special here at the end either. Nope, you know? his arm started to go too. That happens with some of these guys.
0: Didn't didn't Drew Brees have have the Matt Flynn elbow? Like, didn't they have the same injury? I like, think
1: they the- did, and
2: it really showed. Uh, good question from Tom Stads. Who are some great replacement GM candidates? <laughs> if if Cuttakoots if does get shown the door in an, in a move that would legitimately stun me, what uh, who who they go after?
1: This question is hard because most of the good GMs stay put, and yeah. um, it actually it might be harder to replace a good GM than a good quarterback, legitimately, um, because, well, you get you get new you get a crop of new quarterbacks every year, and a bunch of new ones. Like, there's like four good GMs in the entire NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's like
0: four good quarterbacks in the entire. That's NFL. That's not true though.
1: There's there's a ton of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, uh I jeez, I don't know. But on the know. on the
0: level that you're saying that those GMs are, there are only about four quarterbacks who would reflect that level of ability. Yes? Uh no. <laughs> so you're saying a good GM is like like prime Andy Dalton?
1: Uh no. I, what, uh, how did this get turned around? A, a good GM is like excellent and can keep your team good for years. So it's like Right, a, and there's currently like four
0: quarterbacks who can do that.
1: That's not true. There's way more than that. There's like, there's like ten. I I don't know. Steal Rick Spielman from the Vikings, maybe he's pretty good. Um, there you go. Uh, let's see who else.
2: Is this is right, a well, question
1: I don't know. This is a hard c- prepared for. It? it is. There's. There's. I, I don't pay attention to who I
2: mean that should tell you that it's not something you could just come up with off the top of your head it's it requires and you know it's not like Brian Gutekunst was on anyone's short list he was in the organization that's why he ended up ascending to where he is so (laughs) there might be hidden gems everywhere
0: (laughs) what if we just made Aaron Rodgers the player GM
1: (laughs) great awesome. (laughs) that'd be awesome the bad ones really stand out I think is the other thing like we all knew about Bill O'Brien in Houston and whatever they're doing there now also still sucks and whatever the Lions have going on is just a freaking train wreck. A bunch of um, kneecap biters over there. <laughs> and like, I hate John Lynch, but he's apparently pretty good. But I
2: don't really want him because I still hate him. Um, so, uh, it's personal, yeah, like it's, with Aaron Rodgers. It's personal, exactly. I, I do think this question was a little tongue-in-cheek from Tom. He also yeah. wanted to know who we predict starting on the offensive line, which we did kind of just get, go yes, over indeed. here. Neil Olson, I don't understand why the Packers would trade number 12. Seems they have way more to lose than gain. And why did the Packers organization continually boggle Hall of Fame quarterback end of careers? <laughs>
1: uh, I think they handled Brett pretty well, honestly.
2: <laughs> <Brett> was, <laughs> I think they did too. That yeah. was a master class. Yeah, it's they, just that they, Brett was always going to be upset about it. And, and I mean, even like the Tom Brady exit in New England wasn't graceful. It went, I think, the natural course of things, but it wasn't graceful. Yeah. Uh, this is completely different
1: uh, than the Brett thing. Brett was, Brett was his own weirdo thing. So, um, And th- the reason you trade him is because he won't show up. That's, that's it. And you're right. You're not going to get full value for a Hall of Fame quarterback, but it, you don't want to get nothing either. <laughs> Getting nothing is worse. So that's the reason why you, you look to trade him. That's the only reason you look to trade him is if the alternative is that he just sits around and does nothing and, and you get nothing out of it.
2: So um, it's purely leverage. Scott Hartle again asks, is anyone looking forward to the Jordan Love and Joe Barry era other than Jordan Love, <laughs> Joe Barry, and their moms? My actual question is, doesn't matter who the quarterback is in 2022 if Barry is a bad defensive coordinator. I should say this. I was not looking forward to the Aaron Rodgers era either. At, at, at No point did I want to see Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. And then, you know, he was good. So that shut that up real quick. Yeah.
1: And it does matter who the quarterback is, even if Barry is a bad DC. I, I think they have enough talent that even a bad DC is going to, ranked like 20th in on defense which sucks and is bad but i mean they've overcome bad defenses yeah, before we, we've we've seen this show so yeah it matters and um we really don't know what to get jordan love is completely uh, we have no new information to add to our jordan love opinions since he was drafted so this is pure speculation he could still be awesome and he could still be one of the worst quarterbacks in football we just don't he know
2: wasn't what. even getting reps on like the scout team. I mean, <laughs> it, it, not being active for game day at all in 2020 tells you. I think all you need to know that whether whether or not he is awesome, he's, he's not awesome yet. He's not ready. Yeah, they did not trust him even in garbage time. So he ain't going to be all of a sudden even halfway good in 2021.
1: My only my only retort to to that point, which you're probably right. You you probably work him in at some point. But my only retort is that that position of having the clipboard is like a coaching position and you do want your backup to learn it but it takes time to do that and they may have wanted him to work on other things other than what tim boyle was doing to actually work out kinks in his game and delivery and stuff like that so it might not be quite as dire although you would like to see him show up a couple times (laughs) so so yeah not a great indicator
0: I just keep going back to watching Aaron Rodgers' preseason 2005 highlights. Highly recommend everyone go back and watch Aaron Rodgers' 2005
1: Go watch highlights. his college games. He holds the ball like a weirdo. It's so... He does in 2005,
0: too. His, it's, okay. it's, up, it's up by his ear. It's, ah, it's
1: this so is... bizarre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awful.
2: Jerry Eldred on Discord asks: uh, Let's assume Rodgers isn't the starter this year. Which outcome at the position would you rather see? Love given the starting job, a stopgap veteran in the vein of Car Garoppolo or Bridgewater, uh, presumably coming from whatever team Aaron Rodgers is traded to, a different disgruntled <laughs> franchise guy like Russell <laughs> Wilson, or yeah. another prospect like Trey Lance? Uh, obviously, you'd rather have another prospect. I I think, but I mean, well, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I I guess I would. Hmm.
1: That's a toughie. L- Love's a weird one for me. It's it's he comes from the the group of quarterbacks that's harder for my systems to judge. Um, it just in his second last year, he finished second in ops. Like he was he was good, but then he went to crap. So I would I like Lance better. I probably I probably lean that way. Uh, if I could pick any of this group, I would probably go with Lance. And you know I would I'm the guy who still takes quarterbacks even when you have a quarterback. But I like I like Lance decently as a prospect. I would probably go that route um rather than the retread route of Cargaroppolo Bridgewater. And I I mean I like the Wilson trade. It's just uh, it's so unrealistic. I think you could yeah. actually get a prospect quarterback in certain circumstances for him.
0: Hey, do you do you think the Bears would trade it, uh Fields for Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yes, I do think that. <laughs> If the if the quest here is to get Jordan Love up to speed is to being the the starter, then you I think you're probably better off trying to find a veteran who will get you close to the playoffs because 2021 you've built your team expecting to go back to the NFC championship game. Obviously, the odds are slim without Aaron Rodgers, but at least then you can get something out of 2021 and then you're still on track for Love in 2022 and beyond. So that probably is the route I think they'll decide to go. Yeah.
1: But uh, I'd rather just throw him to the wolves, see how he does. And if he sucks, then you get another high draft pick and you can grab the next. Best well, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> you can grab his replacement and then have him be disgruntled. Yeah, And so. in, in the way too early mock
2: drafts, people are already like, there's like five great quarterbacks yep. in this upcoming class. It's yeah, true. whatever. Uh, last question. Finally, Jonathan deal. We're probably going to get a podcast again at some point post draft and all this new cycle stuff coming out. So I'm posting right now, my view before now. I forget it. There it is the difference in talent after your first three receivers is basically negligible. Would it have been a big, would it have been that big a deal to keep Kumaro over someone like Darius Shepard or Malik Taylor? If it makes your star quarterback happy,
1: especially not Darius Shepard. He sucks. Terribly. <laughs>
2: uh. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I'm thinking about special teams and Darius Shepard was, was wow. Whew, not good at it, but, uh, you know, Kumaro probably would have been, and I don't know <laughs> if there's a huge difference between what he was bringing to the table and what Malik Taylor is bringing to the table. But, uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: If it was a big deal, it probably would have been just fine to keep Kumaro over both of those guys. It would have not mattered at all on the field, and if it would have kept him happy, then it would have been worth it. The question is, A, did they know about it in advance that this would have actually made Rodgers this mad, and it, like, did he actually speak up? It's one thing to whine after the fact. It's another thing to be like, hey, you know, going to Gutekunst, I like Kumaro, keep him around, he's my guy, blah, blah, blah. If you do that... And they don't, and they spit in his face. Whatever, I, I see that being a bad decision because you're right. Kumaro is not much better or worse than either of these guys. So, yeah, that
2: would have been fine. All right, so you're agreed. They screwed yeah. up by, by by cutting. They Jake screwed Kumaro. up by cutting Jake <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, Aaron keep Rogers. the great whitewater hope around. Yes.
1: All right. I believe we've come to the end. So, so bad. Um, before we sign off, Jr., do you have anything to plug?
2: I mean, I, I definitely encourage people to check out what's going on at PackersNews.com. Lots of Aaron Rodgers coverage. Great column from Pete Doherty. a uh, couple articles from Pete Doherty and Tom Silverstein. Tom Silverstein's so good, you guys. Um, he's uh he's kind of the guy that that had this column. T- he he had this column today that was really, really interesting. And the Green 19 podcast with Tom and Olivia Reiner is definitely something you're gonna want to check out if you don't already. Uh also the Bucks are pushing toward the playoffs. Brewers, we got lots going on. You should definitely sign up. Uh, at the bottom of every story, you can find a link to sign up or just go to jsonline.com slash deal to get a uh, very inexpensive digital subscription to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Yeah.
1: Indeed. Very well worth doing. I read it every morning. I, I really do. I've had a, I've had a subscription to the Journal Sentinel kind of forever. So uh, I don't know what I would do without it. Matt, what do you got?
0: Uh, nothing, but it is 915 my time and my toddler just left her room. So oh. I got go to go. <laughs> All right.
1: You go chase that one down. Um, peace out (laughs) peace out um if uh i i will plug the tailgate podcast which i was not on this week because i am still in the process of moving uh, i was but jr was (laughs) so um go check that out i'll I think I'll be on next week. Um, so it's weird right now. Um, and if you are on the Patreon, go check out the uh, the short that we put up there today, uh, that I put up there today, because I think it's funny. So uh, I'll have something up on APC soon about the slot corner and slot receiver and what Raz can tell us about it once I finish crunching numbers as well. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back next time. There's a disaster in the Packerverse, which... I don't. Maybe June first. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, if if something happens with Aaron around then, which is very possible, we'll be back then. If not sooner, um, ha- have a, have a good one, everybody. Goody, hold these wires for me. I, I'm, I'm not holding anything for you. You've been a jerk to me for the last time, Raj. Uh, Screw you, Raj. Jeez. Uh, uh. Goody, what crawled up here? Uh, never mind. You just gave Jonesy that new deal, yeah, right? I so you Figured you'd want to running. The- Jonesy, hold these. Jesus Christ, you, you killed him! It's called creating cap space, Goody. Thought you might understand oh, oh, it. After oh, jeez. Oh, God. Change. What do we tell his family? Calm down, calm down. He's not dead. Well, oh god. Well, te- te- technically, he-, he is dead, or or we couldn't, couldn't get out of his contract. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring him back uh, as soon as we he signs some. He, he's really dead. You did, you did just not do- why just knock him out? Because I'm a man of uh, my uh, word. I don't welch on contracts, Goody knocked out doesn't get you out of a contract he had to be dead or it's immoral immoral what do, you, what do you care about immoral and how are you going to explain this to his family and then they'll be happy when he <laughs> comes back you're always focusing on the negative it's why your gm working uh, uh, so damn terrible oh, uh, oh. Duty. terrible oh it's so terrible you want the number one offense to be the number one here is that it uh, that's just with you raj the best is ever good enough you, you just have to make it all harder you're such a you, genius You think i like being macgyver Fuck what you, the beauty. hell is macgyver 12 you inch pedestal you self-righteous macgyver Everyone knows MacGyver. It's a show about a guy who can build an airplane out of garbage bags are, and fans. Are you, are you talking about MacGruber? MacGruber's a parody are, MacGyver, goodie. You don't. The, the guy who always asking people, to had to poop. MacGyver is not MacGruber. MacGyver is Richard Dean Anderson or Lucas the, Till. Uh, uh, Stargate? Oh, the Stargate so guy? Too good for MacGyver, but not Stargate. It's just fine. I'm learning a lot about you today, Goody. The fact is, yeah, I took the trash bags you call MVS and the conventional utility fan you call Bob Donyon. And the turd you (laughs) call Darius Shepard. I I thought you said it wasn't McGruber. I made a plane. Forget about MacGyver. No one watches MacGyver. That's That's not the point, Goody. The point is that I made your plane fly because I'm a goddamn genius. And that's my job. I'm I'm just saying, I, I could make a better plane using actual plane parts. You know, metal, wire, Jet fuel. That's how planes are supposed to work, Goody. I'm sick of building planes out of turds, Goody. I'm sick of it. You know, Goody, they don't just send James Bond off with substandard equipment during the Manhattan Project. They didn't say, hey, Oppenheimer, build us some nukes, but instead of uranium-235, use these old Twinkies we found laying around. I need weapons, Goody. You, you have weapons, rod David. Weapons Elton. are for stabbing or shooting people. Weapons attack. Armor defense. You're talking about armor. I am. I have armor. I don't need armor, what, what? What about Devante Raj? I gave you a fucking Mjolnir. You a fucking are you Mjolnir. a Stone cold dead, dead David Byrne looking weirdo. Because unless you are, you didn't provide. I shit. resigned him. Oh wow, nice work there. Resigning him. Well done, Goody. Do you want some kind of metal, Goody? Because you don't seem to have a problem resigning just about anyone who happens to Oh, walk so you don't by. want Devontae now, huh? How's Kevin doing these days? I assume you know because he's still on my team for some reason. Goody. Did you also resign his jock when Scotty Miller handed it but, to why, you? Why would Scotty Miller had me a jock? Tom went. <clears throat> Tom went to his people, and you know what he got? He Tom, got weapons. Brady, he got uh, whatever weapons you want. Fucker dresses like Roger Stone, but he's ten times the GM yeah, you like. Hey, you don't know. What else? Brady has ten negative ten million dollars a year. There was year. probably a better way to yeah, phrase that. You want to give ten million back, Raj, Huh? You want to pay Kenny Galladay's salary? Huh? You selfish or asshole. We just Dean Lowry. Oh yeah. Must have been pretty tricky to get fooled by Dean Lowry, your own goddamn player. I built a machine to tell me exactly who the best, best potential football prospects are in the galaxy. And sort of for Earth and just the pathetic country we call home. Here's the list. Enjoy. Try not to accidentally give Montrevius Adams a five-year extension while you're reading it. And I can't give back anymore. Why the hell not? This is a portal gun, Goody. It's not a time machine. Those payments have already happened. Nothing to be done about it now. You, you can you can get back money without a time machine, Rog. Signing bonus, goody. Do you know how signing bonuses even work? Uh, of of course, I know, the know how signing bonuses sign. work. I'm an NFL GM. You, you know what I think, Rog? No one I, cares. I, I, I think you like being MacGyver. Again with the MacGyver. You brought up MacGyver, Rog. Fuck you. You like having an excuse. Oh, Mike's offense is so backward. Despite Rog's brilliance, you 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 live it without Mike. No one would know your you're brilliance. You love an excuse to throw outside and ignore the middle. You love everything about You yeah. think I like playing in Mike's system? I had to draw plays in the sand when he reached the end of the Denny's menu. There's no, <clears throat> nothing there to work with. Nothing. You hate that in Matt's offense you don't have to make circus throws because your airplane turns oh God, again. Shut Up Are we wide open all the time? Oh Raj, he's still great. And finally, in an offense where he doesn't have to work as hard, you hate people saying you're good in Matt's system. You hate it's it. It's not that good a where, where did your offense rank with Mike? I was a— Where did it rank? What was your DVOA? Uh, DVOA. Uh, we have so where, many better men. Ma- where did you rank? Yeah, it doesn't rank. matter, but 12th. But 12th? You like finishing 12th, Raj, huh? And, wh- and where do you— I rank first because I want to rank first. I rank where I want to rank. No one can you, rank me. You love bailing Mike out, setting up for Hail Mary's. You love being the hero among the incompetents. That's why I hang out with you. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and Matt comes along, and it's no more hero for Raj. N- now, when you fail, which is often, by the way, it-, it comes back to you. So instead of actually looking at yourself, you deflect blame on DeMarquez. Yeah, you really dropped the ball with this and out. Shut up, or Billy, but it's not working because everyone knows you're a jerk. It can host Jeopardy all day, but everyone can tell. You could blame everyone but yourself, but the people are smart enough. To- I, 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 I saw a guy at Festival Foods yesterday getting mad at a clerk because all the beer was vegan. What does that have to do with anything? People are exactly smart enough to believe whatever I want them to believe, especially in this podunk, paper mill-ass, redneck, non-city. We live in Dunder, and Goody. The cultural cachet of this town increased a 100 times over when Festival Foods forced out Pickly Wiggly. The culinary work of Green, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin is butter on a goddamn cheeseburger, and it was so popular that some other jackass turned it into a state-dominant franchise butter on a cheese and you're right i am a jerk it's hard not to be one when you see the world for what it is all the time and, and what i see here is a world that's cold as shit and filled with moron maybe maybe i do like being a hero goody maybe, but, but matt's somewhat competent system has nothing to do with anything you put me in this spot here i, I could never be the hero We're dom and and gave everything back and no matter what I do it doesn't matter I could have hit 47 bombs to Jeff Janis athletic turd huge athletic turd but there's a whole other side to the game that just gives it away I can't do anything about it except vaporize Dean Lowry no but more vapor you, you know you know, you can't really stop me right I, I'm I'm mad about the weapons I can control things if you give me weapons when we're fully loaded I don't give two shits if you sign Kevin King the, or Kevin he, Arnold is that a Wonder Years reference it's a good show Goody the Packers were actually good during the time period do you watch any shows that aren't from 1988 Savage Burn Good Jesus Christ but instead you go and replace Pettin with Matt's best friend, the colossal
2: failure. Joe is a good uh, defensive man. Mod- that yeah. was a long time ago.
1: 0-16, oh, really? How is Rod Marinelli's son-in-law doing today? How is Matt's best friend doing today? The only thing that guy successfully coordinated is his way into another coach's daughter's pants. Holy shit, dude. Let's, let's make Rod happy by bringing, hiring John Gruden's brother's friend. Sure, why not? No receivers and a giant fail-son-in-law son <coughs> fail son-in-law and a broke-ass 6'5 corner, and then you went and drafted a bunch of linemen and a guy half the size of Debo Samuel form. Thanks for that. Amari plays faster on tape, you know. D- does he play fat, stronger, and bigger on tape, or more separati? Diami and Nico are right there. They're right there for you. Look, Matt's offense needs yak guys. Like, like Bob, who has approximately zero yak last year is my second best weapon. I'm the offense, and I need guys who can catch the ball where I throw them, Goody. I've had enough of this. You get one small, slow weapon, and you call it a day. I'm going to San Francisco, the Bay Area. I thought you were a man of your word, Raj. That's a portal gun, not a time machine, remember? You have a contract here that you've already been paid for. But actually, it's, it's not a portal what? gun either. Oh, God. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God.